0: This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxy and cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly, episode 165, Dead from Knoxville. Brains. I don't know, was anybody playing zombies yet? There were more zombies in 20 festivals, but I didn't really see zombies so much at the tournament in Knoxville. Uh,
1: that's because you left before the finals. That's where all the zombies were.
0: Yes. The, the finals were back at Donnie's house, right? Yes. That's Jay Earl. Hello. And I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. As you would have picked up if you listened to the short little live from Knoxville episode 164, Jay and I went to the Knoxville Cote this weekend. We're recording on May 10th. The Cote was on... Sorry. March 10th. The Cote was on March 7th. I just did the super long Saturday. Jay did the much more awesome hang out with L5R people for 48 hours. Woo. Bum.
1: Lots of crazy people.
0: Yes, and there was even a Doomtown tournament, but that will have to wait for another episode, where we may actually have a Doomtown specific episode, wherein I am even less versed in the cards than I usually am. I don't know. So... So I went three four. I I was scrub tastic. I think you went three four at the cote as well, but you have the excuse did, of yes. not playing with rares.
1: Yes, I was doing bushi league. I was sad. I was also trying for ring of. Now earth? I can't remember if it was earth or fire was for. It's earth
0: because oh, fire was for playing suicide. Oh right. it was
1: the suicide one. Right, it was um, winning record and most imperial cards. And I definitely had the most Imperial cards, but I could not pull off a winning record, so did not get that. Oh well.
0: I guess I wanted to make one correction having listened to my myself do the live thing again or clarification. I said something that made it sound like I had never really liked playing the the weapons with or without dueling deck, and that's not really accurate. I had just kind of grown weary of Tired that. Tired of it, yeah. You know, I've been one version of that or another since before Gen Con. So since Gen Con was the first time I had cause to make a strict deck. So I I knew it advances. I, I said that on the way up there. Yeah, switch, switching to a deck you never played two weeks before the tournament,
1: typically not a good idea. Playing decks before tournaments, that's crazy talk. Well, th- there are some people whose
0: skills are at a default higher level than mine are anymore that can pull that off without issues. It also, the deck... I don't know how well the deck loves playing against Swarm, which I think we can expect to see a lot of. We expected to see, and did in fact see, at this tournament, and I suspect we will see a lot of at all of the remaining Ivory Strict events, because Mantis, Sheikah Swarm is really good. Yep. And there are other clans that have quite functional... Swarm decks as well.
1: Yes, I was quite surprised round two to face against a Crane Geisha Swarm. I was not prepared for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say, even in my sort of not threatening to win Kote anymore skill level, I, I find it very frustrating when I make play mistakes that I realize that turn I screwed up. Yeah, Not like that, that picking up the wrong ring at the end of the game in round seven was it was like the more i think about it the worse of a mistake it was just terrible and the funny thing is like i'd like to be able to to pass it off on being tired but i actually did not feel super mega tired even when i was driving home after the tournament which is you know good but i can't really blame it on that i i can't really blame it on not
1: oh come on blame it on that anyway
0: well, I, I, I can't really blame it on not blame it, playing the deck all the, all that much because the whole notion of using Undone by Enlightened to destroy something and picking up your Ring of Earth and then just dropping it back down again because you saved the province is kind of one of the central things that the deck does and that I did other times during the tournament, so it's, it's not like I hadn't picked up on that. Just, yeah, the little... Little I mean, there were probably other things in my, my other losses maybe that I messed up. But probably not against Randy, because I'm pretty sure he would have pointed out after the fact that I did something stupid if I had done something stupid. Uh. <laughs> when? Well, against, I played against Randy in uh, round five. So uh. he had uh, the Ancestor Honor. There were, there were, what, three Ancestor Honor decks, right? Next to me, like um, I was playing against him, and then next to us was two Ancestor Honor decks playing against each other.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, there must have been more than three, because I know I played against at least three.
0: I want to say that that was the most common Lion deck on the day. I didn't take a catalog, so... it it'd be, Actually, I think it almost would have to have been, because that was like half the Lion players right right there. So, dishonor definitely showed up. I played against that twice. For my deck, I think to win against this honor, you have to just go military on them. I played Geo first round, and she ended up making the cut, and hers had more of an actual defense, so I don't know how well that would have gone if I had actually had more of an opportunity to attack. We ended up die rolling, but the second one that I played was just like, well, I have 16 force on the table now, and I'm never going to honor out, but I'm willing to soak whatever additional Dishonor you can actually inflict when I attack, which turned out to not be very much. You can... I mean, Ramifications is going to be there. There are some other ones that are two here or there, but I can generate enough honor to soak that, and Ring of Earth kills the first Ramifications every turn. (laughs) Because you lose the two honor as the personality moves, so if you negate the movement, you don't lose the honor.
1: Always handy.
0: Not shabby at all. Did you have any I- interesting observations that you made?
1: Nothing springs to mind immediately, now.
0: Yeah, Kuten Kitsune was chosen, so that was an, an off-list choice, which, you know, is, is allowed, of course. I kind of have maintained a personal policy against maintaining any sort of or not maintaining, but putting out any sort of bounty. Like, there are storyline results that I want to see, but I I don't really want to get into the field of, even in a nominal way, kind of paying like, actual cash for wins, but I was right. I was really thinking, right, because we know, okay, I'm obsessed with the Kitsuki method, but I was I w- I'm really thinking, like, that. that's actually something, right, like I said to Sean, not to Sean, to Fred, the Kitsuki method is really most interesting with the possibility of it expanding.
1: Sure. So the question becomes, which clan would you put a bounty on to uh, save it for you? I
0: don't think it would be that. I just think anything. Like, really, really any other clan choosing like, Kitsuki Method draw closer, it seems like it has the most story potential. That it actually could represent something like a just legitimate spread of the Kitsuki Method to other... Uh, to other clans, I just realized today in the in the Winter Court 4 delegation for the Mantis, there was a Kitsune who was Kitsuki-trained. So you had a Kitsuki-investigator-wilderness type. Harumi could have been BFFs with that guy.
1: Right. There were a surprising number of secretly Kitsuki-trained people running around.
0: Yeah, I, I hadn't realized until in the, the forum Ask Me Anything thread. He asked one of the dragon... Why you know why weren't you nicer to me since I was kitsuki trained and I and I, which made me wonder. I have no idea. Obviously, I wasn't in it. I'm like, I wonder if they knew that you were kitsuki trained. Maybe yeah. they did, but, or or maybe it's just that I'm the dragon player who's, m- who's most likely to uh
1: most obsessed with the Kitsuki method.
0: <laughs> yeah, to to have his character be like, oh brother, yay. I think he actually got some personal objectives achieved, too, with regards to having some sort of wilderness ranger service. Uh, it was Kitsune Hayashi. So...
1: Was he the one that got the rangers done?
0: I think so. Yeah. So Winter Court 4, I hear that there was some sort of news with regards to how the Emperor was selected since the last time we recorded. Did you hear anything about that?
1: There was something about a board. And a game of Kamari. Uh, I may be thinking of something else, though. No, no.
0: I think that, that some combination with then some witch's brew of accusations of malice and whether or not the color of the shirt of the Kote winner was what determined. But in the recap for everybody who does not obsessively follow these things it turns out that in Kote 2014, when you chose a Bushido virtue that, you know, you felt personally attached to, or that you felt that your clan exemplified or should exemplify, you were voting for Saken or Shibatsu, and you just didn't know it.
1: Surprise! <laughs> so, um...
0: So, yeah, there has been a lot of anger about this. Although, it was interesting, like, the most anger seemed to come from Winter Court 4 people, not from Kote winners. Although there was some of that. Because the other uh, thing that played into that, it was like, oh, the CCG actually did matter, whereas before this, the only indication that the CCG had mattered was this little post at some point during Winter Court 4, right, that what you guys do will be combined with the points from Coté 2014. Right. To which my response was, what are you smoking? Coté 2014 didn't have anything to do with this. Uh,
1: No, yeah, I definitely remember there was some talk of the ccg having an effect that it wasn't just pure winner court that was going to make the decision
0: yeah there was this reference to kote 2014 and so what i actually people had been i think using was something like taking the glory points that the clans had won in kote 2014 and then distributing those based on which was why some people had concluded that shibatsu had won kote 2014 just because they were saying, oh, the crane and the unicorn got a lot of points in that Kote season. They both right. went shibatsu, therefore it, during winter court. But I'm going to say it's well, as we'll get into this in a little bit. AEG picked a let's say suboptimal way of of doing the Kote season. I think it would have been definitely not good to have winter court not only get to a proportion their own poured points, but to take all the points that the CCG uh-huh. players had allocated, and then right. getting to assign
1: well, those two. As, as somebody pointed out, wasn't it that the Gen Con prize was you would pick which which uh, it, brother your clan was interested in, and then it turned out that, oh, we're going to make Crane progressive, even though it was a Crane traditional thing? It, yeah, that was a bit odd. It, it wasn't that
0: your clan is just going to be locked on that guy. I know in advance I didn't take it that way. I didn't know what exactly it meant, but it didn't seem to mean that like well, you know, one Gen Con win just assigns the clan. And it turns out it right it never could have because the cards for the second half of the year were which included right pro I think there's some of that in the cards. I mean we really didn't really get how heavily progressive they were until Winter Court four. Right. Uh, and part of the thing with Winter Court four is it I I, I mean, I think the the general preferences of Winter Court 4 should matter. I don't know if the severity of them should necessarily be considered writ in stone, because what you saw with every single clan over the course of that winter was people becoming more partisan about things, right? Every clan got more extreme in its allocation of points, which if your only objective is to try to get your guy to win, makes sense because if you want Saiken to be the emperor and you assign 70-30 in favor of Shibatsu, you basically just thrown away 60% of your points. Because 30% went to Shibatsu and then another 30% cancel those out, and it's just nothing. Right. And right, people just naturally, you go through two months of that, you kind of buy more into the position you've been advocating, especially when clans were specifically assigned clan goals of get this person to be emperor.
1: Well, to be fair, I think all of them that I saw were get your chosen heir to be emperor, which means if you chose the different one, it still counted. Though, of course, it did, it was pointed out after the fact that that ran into a very chicken-and-egg situation of how could you score points for getting your your chosen son Emperor when those points would be towards getting your chosen son Emperor?
0: I think you just got a, a goal that, I mean, that's really, that's a goal that isn't right. worth points. It's, it's here's a goal, but all the other stuff is just kind of contributing to this. We're just reminding you that this is something you should be trying to achieve indirectly by doing everything else. I mean, I guess you could try to persuade people to come to your side so their points would would be kicked to yours too. But, I, you know, what do you think about the way that they handled Coté 2014 and the Brothers Destiny mini-mega
1: game? As, as was said, I think the biggest thing is just that there was some confusion about, you know, why does compassion automatically mean this brother versus that brother? How are, how are they picking which virtues go with which? Now, that said, I I mean, I do like the idea of, uh, I mean, I think you were the one who pointed that out, of having sort of these indirect things where you're saying, okay, I think my clan exemplifies compassion, and then therefore indirectly the compassionate part of my clan is going to be more inclined with Shibatsu. But that is, you know, somewhat unclear and somewhat biased as far as who goes with who. Yeah, there were some people who seemed to be
0: rejecting out of hand the notion of not knowing exactly what the outcome of your choice was going to be, which I don't agree. Yeah, I think there actually is is some potential with something like this. Right. Right, to some extent we have that again this month. What is it this not this month, this Kote season. What does it mean to be protecting these things? Well, we don't know. Right? If they tell us now, then they're kind of giving away the the build up of the story that they need to lay out. And I think that in there could be specific reasons to do that in the case of the heirs, because if you had told people in advance just effectively vote Sakan or vote Shibatsu you could have had an awful lot of people who just voted Saiken because they didn't like the spider. Right. I think occluding it overall would have worked to benefit Shibatsu. Although I think that assigning duty to Saiken probably helped him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now I think that there were problems with it. First, I think it's a bit disconnected. And most significantly, it wasn't that it was included exactly what your vote meant or exactly how it would work into things. You just had no clue whatsoever.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it was that you had no clue that you were even voting for the heirs directly or indirectly. Yeah. I don't know if they would have needed to
0: to say you're
1: voting for an heir, because let's say they pick, they like,
0: okay, here you're going to choose a Bushido Virtue, and they say which Bushido Virtue you choose is going to determine influence who your clan supports. Then you have people just kind of playing a game of trying to guess which virtues are going with which brother, yeah. and I don't know if I really want the outcome to be determined based on how accurately we guessed, how they split them up. Some of them are probably obvious. I actually do think that If you know that the Bushido virtues translate to brothers, yeah, compassion. Probably not Saken.
1: No,
0: (laughs) not at all. Really, right? Like anything that's courtly is Shibatsu. Right. Anything that's more err is Saken. And then what? Honor? No, it's honesty. Maybe was both of them. Yeah, I think honesty was both of them because duty, courage, and honor were Saken, and then compassion, sincerity and Courtesy, were Shibatsu. It's not like those don't match up, but honestly, if Unicorn had not been one of the clans that was doing well, I suspect that Shibatsu would have gotten murdered. (laughs) Yeah. Because only the fact that, like, ten Unicorn players chose Compassion kept Shibatsu up there.
1: Yeah, the Unicorn are big on their Compassion
0: how many clans would not possibly choose duty I mean anybody might choose that lion might like right any lion player probably the very start out things you're gonna choose would be duty courage honor yep courtesy yeah no we don't actually care about that one uh, <laughs> nope and right it makes sense the lion in story would tend to prefer the traditional thing I hear the lion are big on tradition I don't tradition. remember where, I don't remember where I heard that. But the other thing I think that was problematic about it was that you want the CCG players to know that they're having an effect. What's the point of having this big, long story that the players are influencing, but you don't let them know that they're influencing it? Because one of the sort of, I guess, complaints, criticisms, maybe not as criticism, but complaints, weirdness, that I had thought about this mega game was we're going through all this, is that it was so strange that they were just not taking the CCG into account at all in determining who the next emperor was going to be. I was actually thinking, wow, I mean, this must have been intended to have a Kote season worth of results. Kote 2015 must have been originally intended to be out about this. So maybe they, the new brand team, cut off the story and they just had to to truncate it or something like that. But, no, not actually what the case was. We had already had the Kote season.
1: Right. Surprise! Yeah, and
0: you mentioned Gen Con. I, as far as I could tell, Gen Con or Origins, which actually also had a tournament, I don't know how much Origins should count for because it's a very small origin. tournament. Yes, they do still have Origins. It just doesn't have card gaming there in the way that it used to. But there was a thing, uh, you know, you were going to win a duel, it ended up being a duel to First Blood, win- won by, I think, a Mantis favoring Shibatsu against a Dragon favoring Saiken. And then Case one Gen Con, and when they explained the points, it was just sort of like, oh yes, also, a pro- there was a Pro Saiken win at Gen Con, by the way. By the way, yeah. We, we don't explain how on earth this factors into anything but we're just saying so one of the votes that we, we've had at the kote is what the emperor's first choice will be or his first proclamation will be and the the choices we mentioned the choices last time but they're uh, get rid of Tsukihime, start dismantling the bureaucracy forgiveness for the followers of the brother and then Name of fortune to recognize the Emperor's upbringing among the great clans. Which one did you vote for, Jay?
1: I think I'm going one of the unpopular ones. I want a fortune. Because that amuses me.
0: I think that was one of the less popular ones, and I believe that the word I have used to describe that is incredibly lame. So, why do you find it not incredibly lame?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think all of them are fairly lame. The whole bureaucracy nonsense just seemed, always seems silly to me. Uh. And uh, no uh, no, no compassion for the other one. Out of the four, to
0: me, the two more interesting choices are the removal of Tsukihime and the dismantling of the bureaucracy. Both of those also seem in character, right? It uh, To some extent, I guess the reason not to vote for those is isn't he going to do both of those things anyway? Right. It's just a question of which his first order is. But, like I said, I, I think that naming a fortune... I don't know what that's even going to be. Whatever. He's going to name a fortune unless you randomly happen to like whatever the character is that he elevates to fortunehood. If it was Shibatsu, that becomes a much more noteworthy option, but it's Saken. He was raised by everyone who isn't a spider. And the first one, forgiveness for the other side's for the other siblings' followers, well, boring. Boring. Yeah, that like that seems more interesting to go the other way. So, right, right Tsukihime, Okay, he, she should get removed. It's one. Dis- it's one thing, right? You know that if that is the winner, she's gonna get removed. Like there is actually gonna be a concrete consequence in the story, which has its advantages over some more nebulous things. But again, the right the bureaucracy. That's something changing in some way. I think Sakin's proposed restructuring of the bureaucracy is incredibly foolish, but, I mean, at least he's, you know, doing something.
1: Right. I'm pretty sure incredibly foolish would be a step up, but whatever.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, that that's seeing that pushed has the greatest chance for something happening. Uh, I, I don't know. So that's what I voted for, and that's what won at Knoxville, and we will we will see. I, I suspect that it will be the second or the third that get chosen. There did not seem to be a lot of impetus, at least in our area. I guess there's a reasonable amount of overlap in players, but I could have seen, in theory, a groundswell of people voting for option number one because they didn't want their clan to get smacked down. But... The general attitude seems to have been, bring it on, Sagan. But it does, to me at least, raise an interesting point about Winter Court 4. Having come from Winter Court 3 and seeing how much a fiction dropped in the middle of Winter Court can affect how things are, for Winter Court 3, the fact that they released a fiction in the middle of Winter Court where you see the Imperial Court and it ends with like stripping... Atoma Tsukihime of her family status and declaring her a traitor or something like that.
1: Right, that'll have an effect.
0: That fiction dropping in the middle of Winter Court 3 really broke the back of the support for Tsukihime, I think. And I know... Or, okay, that's it's probably too strong. My impression from having talked to people is that Seiken's I'm-going-to-dismantle-the-imperial-bureaucracy thing was a significant impetus in pushing the imperial delegation to go from neutral to supporting Shibatsu. Right. And so I find it interesting then, when we get to Kote season, that this option of dismantling the imperial bureaucracy, that was a voting option set before...
1: Right, that either one could have done it.
0: Yes, yes. Now, what Shibatsu would have done with the bureaucracy would... Surely have been substantially different than what Sakan was planning to do with it, but it certainly would still have been to the detriment of the imperial families because basically any change, any big change to the bureaucracy is going to be a detriment to the imperial family since at present they it is are a the massive
1: imperial bureaucracy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wonder how that would have happened. Like if there had been two stories that came out right in a row or at the same time or probably would have been best both in the same story really so that you didn't have any time period right because i imagine that if you keep the imperials neutral in winter court four then it just kind of becomes a much more like a beatdown in sakin's favor i'd have to look up to see you know how many points the imperials were awarded but Taking an entire delegation from seventy thirty back down to fifty fifty is a substantial chunk.
1: Sure. And they might have swung the you know, seventy thirty the other way instead. Well It's hard to say.
0: Y- yeah I don't I don't know that I'd predict that, but
1: I'm not predicting it, I'm saying if we're, you know, doing math it, uh, Yeah. Yeah. If we're doing what ifs.
0: So there was this effort I mean, not effort. It was. I mean, there was a an alliance of sorts formed in Winter Court Four, where the four clans that went progressive, other than Dragon, kind of presented this united pro shubatsu front. Now, I think that that is much stronger than is quote unquote realistic for RokuGen. No, yeah, definitely. That's we have this tendency to do these things in the play-by-forums where we make radical changes, where you know, everybody marries into another clan and clans become bitter enemies over nothing, or great allies, just because hey, there were some X-clan players in my Y-clan delegation so look, all of a sudden the X and Y clans are buddies.
1: Right, One random misunderstood word in the Winter ba- Winding Water Banquet and suddenly your two clans hate each other.
0: Which isn't to say that real life can't have, quote-unquote real life, can't have silly things like that, too. But I don't really think that we should see something like some people want, where you have this block of four clans that just actively works to undermine the new emperor. On the other hand, it seems like there's some sort of interesting territory there to explore. Do you think that there's some sort of intriguing middle ground where that could land?
1: Um I mean, yeah as was pointed out, that's exactly the sort of thing that the Atomo work really hard not to have happen on alliance of clans like that, so it seems to be highly unlikely that they would you know actually get to keep their we're all but best buds forever stance, but I see no reason that the those four clans together can't you know be friendly to each other and have some interesting story time.
0: Do you know what the nightmare scenario for me occurred to me was as I was um, <laughs> as I was mm-hmm. kind of pondering options for this? Huh. Okay, so you have the four, quote-unquote, progressive alliance clans, and then you have the four traditional clans. And they get a big sort of argument where everybody's fighting and doing what and having plot, and the story team just doesn't write anything for the dragon for two years.
1: And that would be different from (laughs) normal... how? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's
0: somewhat unfair, and yet also legitimate. Uh, Sorry. Uh, But, uh, yes. Okay, the dragon are kind of fence-sitting. Yes, let's just express that by having them not get involved. Yes, that would... (laughs) Yes. The cons march, one of the... uh botches, I believe, on the story team's part, but they already know that. So, do you think I need to fill that in, or is our audience fully educated on my dragon whinings by now?
1: I don't remember the dragon part of the cons march. Yes, that's right, you don't. Personal memory. Okay, so
0: history lesson. So you had the cons march. This was actually part of the race for the throne, mechanically, although it was still in Lotus edition the fairy tale end and the emperor was dead there was no named heir and Chagatai decided that well I should just be emperor Right, makes right right so he, he attacked and and the mantis were an ally of his and then the lion opposed him and were the, his primary opponent and there's you know, some other clans in there too it was originally intended that the dragon were going to be sort of a secondary ally of his, and that what the dragon would do was basically tie up... There was this kind of weird, lame war that never went anywhere between the dragon and the crane and the lion, and the idea was, I think, that the dragon would keep the lion busy so that they couldn't go stop Jagatai effectively. The problem was that multiple... I'm sorry, the Kote winners that season then got to pick either pro con, pro Chagatai, anti Chagatai, or what do I care? Give me a prize. Right. And a number of Dragon Kote winners went anti Chagatai. And so the story team is like, well, if all the Dragon Kote winners are voting anti-Chagatai, we can't really have the dragon be that pro-Chagatai in the story. That correct conclusion. I mean, my my personal thing was that the, the reason in story that the dragon were going to be helping Chagatai was because the unicorn had provided the dragon with a lot of rice, I think, the prior year, so there wasn't starvation, which, while we greatly appreciate, the dragon is not the sort of clan where... They can be bought with race. The whole, like, oh, you gave us some food, so we're going to help you betray the Empire thing is... Right. I don't think that would have flown very well as a storyline. Anyway, but it it didn't matter, right? That didn't happen, because Dragon Code winners. The problem was that the result of this was that the dragon just didn't do anything. They switched from the dragon doing something in the story to the dragon just doing nothing, instead of switching to, for example, the dragon actually having a role in the story that reflected what they had done. It just went to nothing. So, And of what, what, this has come up again recently, and one of the reasons why it, it irritates me more so than it might is because this will get cited by people who don't actually have a firm grasp of what happened as a situation where the Dragon players chose to not do anything, when that's totally not what happened. The Dragon right. player base had no idea going into it that there was some intended role and that we were voting against what the story team wanted us to do. I mean, even if that had been the case, I, to me that would just be an indication that maybe the story team at the time just didn't have a good handle on what the Dragon players might like if the right. Dragon players are voting against, voting against what the against story it, team yeah. wants to do. But that doesn't even come up. The main thing was that Dragon players had no idea. Those Dragon guys who were winning that tournament. I mean, what did you think? Greg Wong is never going to win a tournament and vote anti-Empire. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. That guy's a diehard loyalist. So, like I said, that would be my sort of nightmare scenario. I doubt that there is much of a chance of that being an a big thing over the story for this year because, right? The, the cards are basically locked for the rest of the year. I don't know. I don't know how much leeway they have to change things. I mean, sure, they're working so. on Onyx right now. Let's see what what would be bad for you. You don't count as being prosaken, and you don't get any bonuses for it because you weren't as prosaken as everybody else.
1: So our usual lot got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. it it
0: could be interesting. You're, you're more of a swing than everybody else, right? I mean, Saken always had the crab, and he always had the lion. And the crab basically just brought the scorpion along. Right. But if one was so inclined, one could put that as a situation where the phoenix being a bit more on the fence could kind of, like like the guy that you know is going to vote for you anyway, you don't have to suck up to him. Because you know he's going to vote for you anyway. It's the guy who's persuadable, right? <laughs> who's going to be the the last vote you need. That's the guy who can really leverage you,
1: right? That's who you should be persuading rather than insulting. <laughs> It'll be interesting. We've seen one. We've seen one fiction
0: so far that's about Winter Court Four stuff, but it really is, I, I think, pretty narrowly about Winter Court Four stuff.
1: Uh, have you not seen the second one? Oh no, I have it, not like, seen
0: the second one.
1: I think they posted it yesterday. It was more Winter Court stuff.
0: Yeah, all I see is Fiction Reconstruction. Yeah, March 8. Let me look.
1: It's the one with Kirahimi The obsessed crab lady.
0: Oh, yes. I've seen that one. I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking of the Saken winning as a Winter 4 fiction. Oh, okay. That's a broader story of fact. Reconstruction, I felt, was... It's informing you about things that happened at Winter Court 4, but it's not really taking what happened at Winter Court 4 and expanding that out into the broader story, right? It might eventually become broader story if we see Atsushi or, or Karahime or Amy right. go out and, and do more after this. But I think we're done now for Ivory, us personally. I don't think we have anything else we're going to be going to that will actually be Ivory Arc. I keep having people telling me I should go to this Cote or that Cote, but I'm really not sure how I could possibly swing going to Pennsylvania. I know you came down to our stuff, but it's it's really hard for me to swing that. If you could get my work to send me there anyway, that would be great. It's kind of annoying. I do have travel that I have set out for work that is going to Cote locations, but sadly... Not at the right time. Nothing so lucky as at the exact right... Well, yeah. it has to be you know at the exact right time, so... It's uh, probably not gonna... I'm scheduled to be in Orlando in May. There's a Cote in Orlando in June. I'm scheduled to be in Oklahoma City in June. The Oklahoma City Cote is in March, I think. And I think my other travels are after Cote's season, and, oh, well, that wouldn't matter, because my other non-work travels are, there are weddings on Saturday, so, which is why I'm missing Gen Con, and probably not going to travel to another state for a wedding and then skip the wedding to go to a Cote. I don't think that would go over well.
1: I'm, I'm sure your uh, wife would greatly appreciate that, come on.
0: Well, my wife wouldn't appreciate it, but they're both my side of the family, so it's, it may not be as bad from from Katie as possible, but I suspect that the rest of my family would be unthrilled. But yeah, re- regardless, if I was going to ditch for something, I'd probably just go to Gen Con because Gen Con is better than one individual Kote. Sorry Cote. So winter court four is done. Cote season is underway. 20 festivals we can turn our attention to the the expansion. Or not the expansion, but the new base set next time. We've got you know right, we've got all the cards. We we're done with ivory, us two, so we can, you know
1: Start paying attention to Start it.
0: looking ahead. I I try not to look too closely at cards that aren't legal yet when I still have a tournament coming up. No yeah. Or they come in because I You're very much
1: like, ooh, this will be great for my deck. Oh wait, it's not legal yet. Uh,
0: yeah yeah or you know you're thinking about yeah you know, what people will be playing with this or better like no 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 that wrong Phoenix box doesn't happen Thanks. yet but I don't know, do you have any uh, closing l5r thoughts Brilliant strategies that AEG <laughs> can use to to bring L- l5r back to its samurai edi- Samurai and celestial edition peak attendance anything? Because if you do, they would really like to know.
1: I, I would imagine so. Yes.
0: Okay. So okay, you don't have any brilliant insights, but come on, this is this is your soapbox too, not just mine. Soapbox, man. Soapbox.
1: Oh, in that case, I think the correct way to bring the game back is they need to bring Rattling back as a faction.
0: They're kind of bringing Rattling back as a snack. <laughs> they had some dollar bins at the store, and. Sadly, I have to say that the the best thing I got out of the dollar bin, to some extent, was a Vampire the Requiem T-shirt. Yes, you would think that. But I also got a couple of L5R role playing books. If they were ones that I didn't have, I would be much much more excited about them than a T-shirt. But I already have both of them. But one of them is is Way of the Ratling, so I have to I have to think of what to do with them. And if you happen to get this as a prize at a future event forget that I only paid a dollar for it. It would be much more impressive if you think I paid full price. But I was thinking of maybe... Right, so Naga are going to be a faction for Onyx Edition, so assuming we get a Kote in Atlanta for Spring 2015, and let's pretend like they can actually manage to get a base set out on time so that (laughs) I have an actual Kote where the base set has already been released, then... Top,
1: Top Naga will be a stack pack?
0: Yes, yes, I was. Yes, I was thinking either. You're right, Well, depending on how, yeah, you know, either top top naga, bottom naga, something like that. It's here's dinner. Right. That's, that's what I was kind of thinking. Well, because the old, that okay, that's not as old as the oldest way of books, but, but still,
1: the way of books are all really good. No, they definitely are. They're some of the best RPG books.
0: Yeah. If you're an L five R fan and you don't already have them, you should be happy. If you have the chance to pick up the old way of books, they're not necessarily terribly great at being 100 percent accurate because <laughs> they're written in a deliberately sort of biased right. manner. But they are.
1: Well, oh, and that was that was Wick's belief was that it was you know these are written by the clan for the clan, so it's all clan bias left, right, and center.
0: Yeah, but I, I think they remain some of the best books for getting a foundational view of the feel of a clan and now some of them have changed over time but you really get that sort of original vibe from them in a way that they kind of can't do now unless they go to just doing, doing things as PDFs they've basically said that they cannot release single clan source books because they just don't sell Anyhow, we'll uh, talk to you guys next time with more 20 festivals goodness. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can check us out on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter where we're at Strange Assembly. You can also contact me directly, chris at strangeassembly.com. But until then, for J. Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming. Squeak. Chomp, 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 chomp. (laughs) Yummy.